0: I am uh, sitting five feet away from from uh, greatness here, Sean Rao, and uh, I, I'm kind of kidding, and I'm kind of not actually. I'm really, really uh, excited to have you in the studio here today. Oh,
1: thanks so much for inviting me. Absol- absolutely,
0: absolutely. Uh, we were talking earlier that uh, you've done some uh, shows around town. Uh, how long has it been since you've been in Louisville last?
1: Ooh, I don't remember, although I think I was here in the past year because um I think you I were was doing some house shows. Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah. you know, I gotta ask you about that. That's a how did you um, a come up with the idea of doing house shows and then how did how did you find the places to play?
1: Well, I think the house shows are really nothing new. Um, I certainly didn't invent the idea, but i I think it was sort of unique the way I took it into Uh, a bonafide tour so that we basically just did house shows for the last six months all across the country. And it started out, I just posted on Facebook to see who might've been interested in having me play in the living room. And it turned out to be quite a lot of people Mm. uh, uh, for me. (laughs) So, so I took that as a sign to like, uh, Hey, let's do this. And, um, you know, my wife handled all the bookings for the show and Mm -hmm. coordinating all that it was really kind of unconventional the way we approached it. And I think the way it needed to be approached because of the nature of the house show itself and, you know, what it means to do that.
0: You know, I hadn't even considered, you know, in all the myriad of ways that uh, the uh, new social uh, media has changed the way gigs happen and the way musicians can interact with their audience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think things are changing so much. You know, I thought about a lot on how in the past, um, you know, in the 60s and 70s, you had these huge icons in music mm-hmm. and they were sort of untouchable. And now the game has changed a lot and people are becoming closer to the artist, you know. Yeah. And so there's sort of like a balance between keeping, you know, some things private and, <laughs> and also giving away as much as you can. And not, not in the terms of music uh, necessarily, but in terms of like your connection with the audience is really important now. That never was.
0: Absolutely, I'm talking to Sean Rao. He's going to be opening up Waterfront Wednesday tonight. It is the final WFPK Waterfront Wednesday of the season. The gates open at five on the Big Four Lawn, and the music starts at six o'clock. And definitely, you want to check out the WFPK website because with some of the construction with the bridges and what have you, there's always going to be a couple of more closed streets than normal. So you can check out some routes and what's where some great places to uh, park and all that kind of stuff. I'm planning on taking my bicycle down. That's always a nice way. You you avoid all the, the hassles with the trying to find a place to park and all that Good kind of stuff. Um, and b- um, before you uh, play this next song, I, I when you came in, you started doing something funny with a uh, writing utensil. And then you've got it in an interesting place on your guitar. Tell me what you're doing there.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a prepared guitar. It's um, basically I've... I experimented with using a, um, a, a train ticket and mm-hmm. a pen kind of fused together and um, woven in between the strings. And it, it, it kind of mutes the strings in a way that's desirable for me mm-hmm. because I like to get a more percussive sound. And it sounds great through an amp too, but... Uh, but. Um, uh you know, just the notion of changing the sound organically really appeals to me. Mm. It's a lot cheaper, too. It costs <laughs> me about $1.50. Yeah, the
0: <laughs> Sean Rao, his latest release is called Madman, And I uh, am going to guess that this is what we're going to hear from
1: you. Um, well, the first song is actually, these are both using the prepared guitar. Okay. The first song is going to be the game of the record.
0: All right. Now. This is the game from Sean Rao on 91.9 FPK.
2: My, my, me 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 Leave the needle in the hay Come on in and lay it down You wouldn't find it anyway Come on in and lay it down Can't act against the party You can come on in and lay you down You can stumble in the dark Or come on in and lay you down But when they take your name That's when you got to be a man When they take your name That's when you got to be a man When a wall is not the way Come on in and lay it down When you can't take another day Come on in and lay it down when you see that greasy fingers find a crack, When you chop the devil's tail and they grow a bad When a wall is not the way Come on in and lay it down When you can't take another day Come on in and lay it down well, when I take your name, as when you got to be a man. When I take your name, that's when you got to be a man. ma 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 baby. ma 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 baby. ma ma Mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: John Rao on the prepared guitar an expression I'd never heard until today with you that's a I'll, I'll not forget that that's a really cool sound
1: all right thank you
0: uh, you know let's talk about the album madman because it, uh, it it's a little bit of a departure from the the produced sound that uh, you had on your your previous record this was this seems very organic and like you were talking about uh, uh, the the sounds that uh, you know generate from that so t- tell me about how you approached doing this record.
1: Um, well, yeah, the last record I worked on with, uh, um, a producer from LA and, you know, I, I was going for more of a kind of, a uh, uh, theatrical sound with mm-hmm. that one, mm-hmm. more of a cinematic feel to it. So we used a lot of strings on that. We had an orchestra come in and, and play live on the album and it was very pastoral. It was very, uh. You know, like I said, it, 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 I, I was seeing it as these, you know, I I could hear them in, in a film. Mm-hmm. I was seeing, that was the sound picture I had. But with this one, it was more like a guttural kind of a uh, uh primitive kind of feel that I wanted. And also kind of goes back to my roots, you know, mm-hmm. as an 18-year-old kid listening to um, John Lee Hooker and uh mississippi delta blues you know some people were surprised by this record because it's it's a lot different from the other ones and the kind of influences in this were you know you don't hear them i guess too much in the other ones and they were always there you know and this is the kind of rmb and uh otis redding you know ray charles mm-hmm. this is the stuff that when i was a kid that i was i felt like i had found that myself because nobody else that i knew was listening to that none of my mm. peers you know anyways
0: uh, and we were talking earlier about the uh, shine my diamond ring yeah. with that uh, that was definitely kind of inspired by a john lee hooker kind of sound
1: yeah totally that's um you know i always felt like those uh blues guys they had a way of conveying like an entire band with their with uh you know just with themselves right right uh and you know that's sort of what uh Kind of like my style, you know, developed over the years of just playing solo. I got tired of just people, you know, I got tired of hearing just acoustic guitar shrummed, mm-hmm. you know. It, it just gets kind of old, you know, mm-hmm. for me. And it's never terribly exciting. So I, I just kind of got into developing ways to change that and to really drive the sound. So it sounds like, you know, your the instruments are all, you know, the band is fused into one right. instrument, you know.
0: Sean Rao on 91.9 FPK going to be down at Waterfront Wednesday tonight. He's putting the uh, finishing touches on his prepared guitar, getting yeah. it prepared. Um, uh, I have to ask you, you, you know, you're famously known as being a very much a naturalist. Have you had a yeah. chance to get out in the woods lately?
1: Well, I was looking at my schedule for this year, and then I realized, man, I'm gonna miss a lot of. You know, it's a big trade off because mm-hmm. uh, this is what I do with the touring, and and I love it. But I also forage a lot. You know, I'm really into wild plants, and um, kind of developed a a passion for it over the years. And the thing with it is, there's certain seasons and certain windows you got to be around for. You know, so I'm gonna miss. Probably miss the uh, butternuts and the black walnuts this year and and maybe the acorns too because I harvest those and process them into flour. But, um, you know, it's it's right off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a new record, so you can't, you know, the squirrels are probably going to beat me out this year.
0: <laughs> well, lucky for the squirrels, I suppose. Yeah. There you go. I was also going to ask you, how has fatherhood changed your, your approach to music?
1: Uh, it's changed everything for me, you know. Uh, it's kind of like when you're a father and you're really dedicated to it. uh, I think everything else is like, everything else is a little bit easier, you know? Mm -hmm. And you take it a little bit less seriously, you know? I mean, that's the most important thing to me. And couldn't, you know, I would would drop anything for my kids, you know, and my family. So uh, I guess you put that in the center of your existence, you know, and everything else is pretty much gravy as far as, Success is concerned, you know. Uh, and it's inspiring, really, being a dad.
0: That's interesting to me. I, I never had kids, and I would think that I would be, uh, you know, just looking from the outside in, that I would be totally scared that I uh, wouldn't be, you know, uh, doing the right things, and, and therefore I'd be putting a lot more stress on myself about music. It's nice to hear you say that you've had the opposite kind of feeling about it. You know, if I hope yeah. I'm not putting words into your mouth, on no. That.
1: Yeah, it's been kind of a natural i always wanted to be a dad even when i was really young you know i always saw myself in the future of doing that filling that role in uh uh you know it's it's half of your the duality is half of you is um insane because you're constantly worried about everything you know something terrible happening or this and that you know and the other half is like extremely elated and uh you know, ecstatic about just sharing your existence with this other little person, you know, that you get to, you know, share with and, you know, and and uh, um, teach and love, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Are some of the lyrics on Madman uh, reflective of what you've been going through on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's a song called uh, My Little Man, which is um, probably... Um, I, I you know with songwriting I, I like to come from a little bit of a different angle when it comes to when it comes to uh, basic emotions you know I think there's a craft about it that um, I sort of uh, feel like I'm part of a tradition of that in mm-hmm. and, in uh, and sort of weaving the song around a feeling but coming from a different angle on it you mm-hmm. know and and uh, little man as as um, you know it's for my boy and uh, just my uh, uh yeah, I guess just my uh you know love of 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 filling that role as a dad you know absolutely yeah.
0: you you have such a unique voice that goes along with your unique u- unique uh, approach to m- not only music but of course songwriting uh mm. that really comes out so when did you really kind of realize that your voice stood out to people
1: um, well I was always pretty self conscious, so uh, all throughout high school of it. Um, and I never liked the way it sounded on a recording. So we always used to record our band rehearsals, but I would always erase the recordings because I was very self conscious of it, you know.
0: Bet you wish I had those now. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do.
1: It would be fun to listen back. Uh, but uh, I guess you know, um, when I started to play um, in front of people and then got some feedback about it, and you know, people generally started saying similar things. So you kind of take from that. And uh what I've learned over the years is, you know, the voice is, it's, it's a part confidence, you know. Um And you have to trust the sound that's coming out, you mm-hmm. know. Of course there's some technical skill to it, but it's also like you have to trust that sound. If you trust it, then other people will trust it, mm-hmm. you know. And there's voices that are completely non-technical that I think are the most beautiful voices, you know. Mm. It's just a matter of letting go, (laughs) you know. Um, And that's uh, very much a genuine thing.
0: (laughs) Uh, another song that we've been playing here on WFPK that I uh, don't think we're gonna play this afternoon, but we'll uh, you'll definitely hear it at Waterfront Wednesday tonight. And By the way, I am talking to Sean Rao, uh, Is Desiree? How did that song come about? And by the way, before you answer that, I want you to know that I had a, a <laughs> listener write in. I've had this song stuck in my head, and this, the lyrics, and that and you know, it clued me in that that's what the song was. And it's always n- nice to hear as a musician. I'm sure that you know people get it going and had heard it, and then it was like. I, what is that?
1: Well, you know, part part of it is, of course, my love of soul music. And I feel like that's always been a home for me, mm-hmm. you know, vocally and emotionally. Uh, you know, there's just songs from that the late 60s era that just make me weep because it's so beautiful and, mm-hmm. and direct and emotional, you know. But part of it is really this, like, subtle kind of um, protest against uh the music industry and in some subtle way of like thinking you would never be able to write a song like this you know what i mean (laughs) you couldn't sing a song like this you know and and part of me felt like man you know this is i want to just do this you know and just let it go and 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 have it and it was a great song to record because it was really almost all live Mm -hmm. the vocal take was live on it i heard
0: you did it in one take is that right
1: uh, it may have been two takes for the song, although I don't remember if we used the first or second take, but the the vocal on it is a live vocal, and wow. the band is playing live with me. You know, it made a big difference. Absolutely. It really did.
0: Well, and of course, another song off of that is Madman yeah. it itself. Uh, where did that song get ins- inspiration from for you?
1: Um, I guess that you could say this, the whole record is really a lot of me on it. You know, it's a lot of me. I co-produced it myself, and... And a lot of the tracks are coming from myself and the first person a lot. So I, uh, and I don't always do that, you know, and I may not do that a lot again. I may run out of my own material for right, that right, kind right. of thing. But Madman is really about the duality of, of uh, living this life away from home and away from a lot of times um, being cut off from nature and uh, uh, in trying to get back to something that's That feels genuine and, uh, you know, just the sort of duality of living this uh, touring existence Mm -hmm. and being on the road constantly, you know. Uh, And that's how sort of the idea came about. Although it was about four years in the making because I I wrote one lyric to it that I sat on for years.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, What was that lyric?
1: The city has a way to make you forget. Oh, uh, half the stuff you love and things you don't know yet. That was the line I had. And then I just sat with that. You know, I didn't... You, you don't want to force it, you know. Mm-hmm. So if it comes out, you know, I figured yeah, I could have waited another eight years maybe. Um, it may have been the case, but, you know, I got lucky.
0: It's it's impressive to me that you came back to it. I always found if I didn't get the lyrics down, you know, right as the, the inspiration was going, I always, oh, I'll get back to it. And then I almost never did. It almost does never. happen
1: with some some songs like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think the songs that really to keep sticking with you, and they're like, hey, poking you, you know, on the Mm. side to get it finished, you know.
0: Well, I I think we should hear it now. This is uh, Sean Rao in the studio with me here on 91.9 FPK. It'll be opening up Waterfront Wednesday down at the Big Four Lawn, and the music starts at 6 o'clock. So take it away, Sean. All right.
2: Call me a madman But I'm spoken for Should I blame my profession Or should I bless the world in the city has a way to To make you forget about half the stuff you love And things you don't know yet About the space that's left when nobody talks About the quiet on the path when nobody walks When the road takes me to the other side of the world Little walnut tree replacement Give my body back to the birds Whoa, whoa, whoa You can call me a madman, but I'm spoken for You can take my positions, leave me an open door As a way just to make you forget About half the stuff you love And things you don't know yet About the space that's left when nobody talks About the quiet on the path when nobody walks When the road takes me To the other side of the world Till the end decides to break me I will put my hand on the word Whoa 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 whoa. Whoa whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa whoa, whoa, whoa You can call me a male man
0: Madman from Sean Rao here on 91.9 FPK, Radio Louisville. And while you were performing, I happened to check our, uh, our uh, 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 email, and somebody said, we really want to hear Deser- uh, Desiree. So I'm going right. to have to play that for, you, for him. And, of course, you can hear it again tonight at Waterfront Wednesday, and Sean takes the stage at 6 o'clock. Thank you so much. It's oh, been, it been a pleasure meeting pleasure. you. Yeah. Absolutely. here on 91.9 Radio Louisville.